I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She says she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. He say he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. I'm in it for the long haul. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kill C Ray. Yo, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. Go over to platformcollection.com right now. Uh, we just did a drop. You guys are always asking how you can support. We just did a drop. Uh, I take hip-hop personal t-shirts. Go check that shit out right now, platformcollection.com. Uh, man, I'm excited. I got a really dope guest. I'm a big fan of this dude. Um, I think I haven't seen him since... Dang, I think I want to say... Um, Thop Fest, maybe, Chewy? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And that was like not last year. That was the year before, right? Uh, fuck. I think it was 2018. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chewy's in the house, man. Yo, um, what thank the you fuck so much. I? Thank you so much for coming on. You're, you got a crispy camera. Thank you for that. Because that. Oh, word. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous about my phone. <laughs> nah, you coming through super smooth. Everything is is right. Yo, um, right. yeah, man. That by the way, that I think you were there with Triz, um, and you yeah, guys, yeah. you guys had this. It was an amazing. I remember it being super hella smoky, and it was right at sunset. You guys had that that spot yeah. right at sunset. <laughs> yeah. Shit was, was lit, dude. Yeah, it was live, man. It was live. Uh, I, I I think that was probably one of my favorite festival performances, to be honest. That's dope, man. That yeah, that was dope. Yeah, we we love we loved having you guys out. Um, and for sure, we're gonna have you guys out again. I know that for sure. Um, but what's what's man? What's this is it's crazy times. Talk about world changing since the last time we seen you. Um, right. <laughs> so much shit has changed, dude. Um, you though, however. Seems like you stay active no matter what. Um, Try to, yeah. Kind of talk about where you were at when, let's say, like the, uh, when they started closing shit down. Where were you guys at career wise? Were you guys on the road? Like, what was happening? Uh, I was actually at home. Um, what was I doing? I think I had just finished, I had just turned in my Babylon project. Yeah, and then I I was like slowly and starting to kind of promote my I did an R and B album. It was supposed to be a Valentine's Day album, and it like trailed out. So I turned it into an R and B album, and I was like slowly starting to promote that. And uh, I was at home. Fortunately, I was at home with my daughter, and uh, like yeah, at first down here in San Diego, it wasn't really too bad, but I think maybe when did it start? Maybe March. Yeah, about the uh, March twelfth, I think. Towards the end of March, like the first week of April, that's when it started getting weird. Like that was when like you were required to wear mask places. Uh, I live across the street from a Walmart. Walmart started closing at like seven thirty. Like I was like, okay, it's getting weird. And uh, yeah, up in Sacramento, it wasn't weird yet. So me and my girl, we packed up. We took the baby up to Sac. We stayed up there for like almost a month. Like, I was like, I'm not from the quarantine down here. It's Because that's where your peoples are from, right? Like, that's, that's yeah, originally I'm, where, I'm yeah. I'm from SAC. That's where all my family is at. Like, my mom is still up there, my dad, my sister, my nieces. So, yeah, I just, I use the time to try to, like, spend more time with family because I don't want my daughter to be crammed in this apartment. <laughs> I feel you on that, man. Okay, so did you, 
What was your initial impression? You know, everybody had different ideas and opinions of, of what was going on. Like, did you, did it hit you right away? Like, oh, this is something really big. Like, where were you at? Like mentally? Um, at first I was just trying to make sure that I had, well, okay. I'm not going to lie. The, the first week when they started telling people to stock up on food, I got, I started getting irritated. Yes. Like I was going out trying to grab stuff and there was literally either like too many people outside. It's like an inside joke between me and my people now. Like I'd be like, I'm not going to a Walmart concert because like the lines were, you know what I yeah. mean? Like the lines were like, like a festival. J. Cole, exactly. So it, that started to irritate me because you'd be standing in line at the register for almost an hour. And I was like, all right, this is crazy. Uh, I was still able to smoke weed until they shut down the dispensary across the street. And I was like, okay, look, this is crazy. Then I started putting into perspective, like the first three weeks, it was boredom. Then that fourth week, that first month, I was like, oh, shit, I got to start being financially prepared because I guess starting to get really weird. Uh, and then in boredom and in fear of financial over-preparation, I start watching like different YouTube stuff. And then I started to start piecing together like conspiracies and whatnot. Like, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I, I was looking at the, the, the flu death rate in 2015 was like way higher than now, not to discredit any seriousness mm-hmm. or nothing, you know, I was well, what like, you're saying right, is what? facts. It's facts. I, you know, I'm like, what's going on? Like, cause we get the flu every year and then they start throwing the word pandemic around. And I was like, okay, wait, what's going on? Because, like, by definition of a doctor from the WHO, like, he was like, this is not a pandemic, it's an endemic, because it's a, a seasonal virus that happens all the time. A pandemic is something that we're new to, like, 28 days later. You know what I mean? Right, 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 that right, right. a pandemic. Everybody died except, like, 15 people, and then there were still carrier, like, rabid carriers of whatever was going on attacking people and still transmitting. So I just started to overthink and just really try to prepare financially. Because I was like, it's about to get really stressful. People were losing their jobs. That was when it really kicked in for me. Like, when people were losing their jobs or when people weren't able to go to work. Like, even for my, uh, for, like, my, my car financer, they're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're working with everybody. We're working remotely. Like, when they're calling you from their crib to ask yeah. you about your car note, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, this is getting really, really crazy. And I never discredited it at all. But it just started to really come into perspective for me once I realized like this is survival you know what I mean I've only been through this type of survival when I was a child but I had my parents back back behind me you know what I mean yeah like I've been homeless before uh my parents have struggled with the rent or um you know just any type of whatever situation that people go through through life but you got your parents with you so just sitting in the house for two months, I started thinking deep. And I was like, yo, man, like, I got a kid now. Like, this is survival. Like, I'm I'm actually surprised at myself that I've survived so long. Because especially for independent artistry, like, they talking about we can't do shows till 2021. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I know a lot of my friends personally were, like, kind of affected at first because of the lack of doing shows. There's a lot of us that eat a lot off shows. Yeah. So I, I just started to mature in my mindset really like i was like wow i gotta survive i have to take care of people so what what does that look what does it look like when you you say because i want to unpack that a little bit like you say you started to mature like what does that 
like, what does it look like on a day-to-day basis? Like, how are you changing? Like, what are you, are you spending your time different? Like what's going on? Yeah. You know, so for instance, uh, when they first initiated the lockdown, I had nothing but time to write, you know, but then I'm up in Sacramento. Uh, Gavin Newsom initiated the, uh, like the citywide shutout while I was up there. So I'm sitting on like three, four, six loads of songs to record. You know what I mean? Like I just Mm -hmm. got work on deck. I can't record anywhere. Every studio is shut down because of quarantine. You know what I mean? So in situations like that, then I start thinking, okay, well, we'll do this. I'll start to time manage my stuff better because like, yeah, in between promoting or in between finalizing projects, I'll just sit there and just write, you know? I started going back. You know what? Actually, let's compile some more projects. Let's start to set up some assets because, yeah, it's, it's crazy outside now. Like, usually you can't get in the lab because it's booked. Now nobody can get in the lab because Gavin Newsom said nobody can be outside if they're not going to work. Um, another example, you know, you would set money aside for your rent, your car note. You know, you, you, you handle all your bills and then you'll splurge a little bit. You know what I mean? For two and a half, three months, I didn't buy anything. I think the only thing I bought was baby food. Wow. You know, I just started to think different because, like I said, I I don't understand really what's going on. And there seems to be like other agendas and other things going on underneath what they're telling us in the media and in the news and what the officials are telling us and trying to prepare us for. So I just started to like, honestly, I think I was thinking on some like, great depression you know what i mean like i was thinking like that yeah i guess i think time now where and then people were they were softly looting at first before the uh the protest they were softly looting in my area you know cars are getting broke into uh just the the thought of walking across the street to the dollar store and seeing like so many like newer cars or newly leased newly acquired cars and people sleeping in them you know what i mean like yeah. The parking lot across the street from my house was like a, a campground for a month before the police started moving people out. All that shit made me start to think. You know what I mean? I still got this. I still got this. I still got this. My girl wasn't able to work. Uh, she was freaking out, kind of. Uh, we started thinking about shit like, what if they try to kick us out the apartment? You know what I mean? Like, you just really start to grow up. You You, you don't really spend so much money on weeds. You don't. You don't buy nothing out of boredom. Like it's it's almost like a like a panic situation. You know, uh, I was calm. I didn't freak out too much, but you just start canceling out a lot of goofier, non necessary thought process. You know? Yeah, and that's it's weird because you know, like in in this business, there you know, like there is. It would be dishonest to say that a lot of us don't have that. Uh, like some sort of Peter Pan syndrome of wanting to stay young forever. And you know what I mean? And a lot of the stuff we do, uh, the better you're at it means the more you're paying attention to the world, the more you're tapped into the source. Right. So there is connected. You're connected or you're in the know. Right. Always. Yeah. Yeah, It's almost hard to turn off sometimes to a detriment. Right. We've seen that with artists where they just can't even turn it off and it, it ruins them. But it, it's it's weird because you go from like you it's not like you guys you know it's not like you guys weren't making noise like you guys before this right. pandemic you're having this like amazing two years i'd say 
of just like consistency and, and your name slowly rising and and you see this is what I always and I know you pay attention to it too but this is what I always pay attention to like when I'm looking at uh like my friends and stuff like I'll see their name slowly rise up on that flyer like higher and higher and yeah, higher yeah. Or, and you or guys your, your print gets bigger <laughs> exactly exactly and yeah. and you and you're definitely in that position did it feel like like a a blow to that like were you I mean, where are you at? Were you depressed? Were you like, fuck, I, I can't hit the road. I can't connect with the fans like I normally nah, do. Nah, you know what? It's it's actually like the last like month and a half is when I've kind of hit a wall. I see people saying, but yeah. it's not anything about like my status or because like I put out probably 10 albums during the quarantine. Yeah. Some of it was like remasters and right. other quirky ideas, but nonetheless, I put in work, you know what I mean? And what it was for me personally where I started to think weird was uh not being able to work as much as I want to, you know? Mm. There's a lot of periods of time where I kind of have to sit down. There's nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's not a lack of funds. It's not a lack of opportunity. It's just like, nah, not today. And yeah. that shit is hard for me to deal with. You know what I mean? Because especially if I get bored, I'm a type of person that gets bored of the same type of stuff easily. So I always have like something going on to keep fresh ideas or fresh energy around me. And like, yeah, I couldn't for three months, I couldn't just like drive to LA and eat, you know, like that's something that I do. I just drive to LA two same. hour drive. I go eat. I you do know that what shit I mean? all the time. Yeah. Listen to a playlist of beats the whole time. Just kick it, catch some good vibes, go home. I'm like half faded, sleepy a little bit hit the bong, listen to a beat, boom. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Little weird processes that I use to create. Now I have to apply them differently. And I think I started running out of ways to apply them maybe. Right. And I you were like, and you were more used to dictating your own time, no matter right. what, where now things are right. getting in the way of that. Or actually, to be honest, I was, yeah. I was super comfortable not having free time. You know what I mean? Uh, I like, got I you. Was super. I got you. Okay with being busy all the time. I was good with yeah. it, you know. Yeah, Every yeah, time yeah. I woke up, or like every, I I was really, really, really in love with the fact of like only laying down at the crib for maybe three to four days. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I was yeah. really in love with that. Like every other day, I had something going on. And like, yeah, it's like slowly slowing down. But I don't believe that status-wise or position-wise, it'll it'll affect me at all. Yeah, uh, I was trying to put my friends on in this game too. I was like, now it's the time we got to utilize all the shit in front of us. So yeah. I was trying to do the the Twitch in and whatnot. I couldn't get my Twitch channel right in the early quarantine. I think it's okay now, but I was trying to do like little just engaging stuff with people because that was on my mind too. That a lot of people would be in the house trapped with a lot of shit that they express outside. You know, there's right. people that uh, for whatever reason or however you may be positioned for it. Uh, I am not anti-drugs. I'm anti-bullshit on drugs because drugs help people through a lot of shit, especially if you do the right ones. Like, I'm extremely uh, pro-psychedelics because yeah. I don't really think anybody can get hurt off psychedelics unless you're just doing too much, you know? Yeah. But there's a lot of people now, they're going too hard or they don't have access to their outlet. And that was concerning for me because I didn't want, like, suicide. Like, And it's like, who the hell am I? But just on my mind, I'm like, I didn't want suicide rates raising and just, you know, I was actually pretty impressed. Uh, it's a personal thing going on in Sacramento. It's a lot of other shit going on. So 
quarantine is not to attribute for anything that's happening out there. Yeah. But it's a lot of places where I expected things to kind of turn up and they didn't. And I'm actually proud of like my generation, how serious a lot of people are taking it. You know what I mean? There are Absolutely. some people out there that think it's a joke. It's people that think it's a game, but I was proud to see like, there's people my age and there's people a little bit younger than me. Like, yo, y'all got to put a mask on. And I, I was happy to see people trying to like persuade people into being like pro quarantine. You know how they got those funny little memes and like they like Rick Ross. I had it in my, uh, in my header for a minute. Rick Ross had a tweet where he was like, it's a good day to sanitize those hands. I thought shit like that was so dope. <laughs> Cause I was like, everybody is aware of our current situation and they trying to like help each other through it. You know what I mean? It was a lot of people, like the first week, you could see them freaking out. And I was just really trying to encourage people, like, nigga, you've never had so much time. I'd be at the dispensary, and they're like, how you handling it? I've never had so much time. Never. Like, I just tried to keep that outlook. But I don't think it'll affect anybody status-wise. It's just a slowdown, you know? Especially yeah. if you utilize everything you got right now. There's so much. It's actually great that this happened in this time, because the internet is powerful right now. and we can still stay connected. You know, like people were sitting next to each other texting and tweeting anyway, so it doesn't necessarily matter. Compared yeah. to the age of like 2008, 2009, where if the quarantine would happen in 2009, like even I probably would have moved my brain up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. 2009 was a rough time for me and there was definitely not as many outlets as there is now to safely express yourself. Yeah. Are you, do you feel like, um, like your role as an artist. I, I've been having this conversation on the podcast a lot with artists about the idea that um, to touch on what you were saying, like there's a lot of people for the first time ever, right. Mm -hmm. That are having to stay at home that don't like it. It might not be good at home. There could be a lot of bullshit at home. You know what I mean? For mm -hmm. whatever reason. And then say they're like a chewy fan, like without, you giving them some sort of content that outlet for a lot of people shuts off. Right. And so we, right. we I, I was having this conversation with Curtis King and I was like, yo, what is our responsibility as like creators, as artists? Like, cause it, it, it does get weird. Obviously there's that inspiration that you normally pull from the world. And then the world is vastly different. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, do I, what do I put out? Like, what am, so, what am I talking about? You know, how do you was, feel about that? I was in a studio session in Sacramento when quarantine first hit. And uh, uh -huh. my friend actually caught this on camera. I, I still got the clip. I think I can send it to you. But my sure. friend actually caught me on camera saying that. I was talking about that for probably two months. I was telling people, and not to criticize or nothing either. I never want to seem like I'm preaching or nothing. I'd just be trying to give aggressive insight. Sure. Uh, a lot of people were like, like, you know, hey, buy my T-shirts. I can't go on tour. Uh, do this, do this, do this. And this was mm. before they were giving out stimulus checks also, you know? Yeah, People yeah. were still trying to apply for aid. I just felt weird about that. And, like, I, I kept saying it, like, became a, a bootleg slogan almost. I kept saying, I'm not going to sit here with gold teeth in my mouth asking for help pay my bills. And I don't know what they got going on. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, yeah. there, there were people, and I don't know if this is the case, but I would, like, ignorantly assume like there were people I, I assume they got stimulus checks they hit me like yo how much for a feature i'm like hey man just let me know whatever you could do because i don't know what's going on with the quarantine situation for everybody and uh yeah i do believe that i think curtis king had a good sentiment on that i do believe that we have to 
we have to give people I always tell people to just stream my music. Like I'm not really big on trying to like do pre-orders or physical CDs unless uh-huh. that's like in high demand. You know, sometimes people will literally like verbally beat me up about it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't demand that from me, like I go to shows, I'll go to festivals and they'll be like, you got t-shirts, you got CDs. Nah, I didn't come here to sell you nothing. I came here to teach you something. If you want to learn more about it or buy into it, you could just go, you know what I mean? Everything is internet yeah. these days. You could just do that yourself. Like I have stuff. I didn't bring it for that. That's not what I came for. Uh, so I do believe that as I always say, just stream my shit. Cause it's free. I get paid that way. You don't have to buy nothing outright. And I was super adamant about that when quarantine first hit. Cause just as a family man myself, I don't know what you got going on. You know, it's not your responsibility to pay my car note. It's not your responsibility to to make sure that I got money in my pocket. You know what I mean? Because let's say, for instance, tomorrow, like the world blew up and there were only three rappers left. Whose responsibility is it to continue to survive? You know, I just yeah. look at things real different. And uh, like I said, I'm not criticizing or nothing, but. In my own right, I felt like that would have been malicious of me to be asking people to buy stuff from me or trying to sell merch and media to somebody. So, and that was another reason why I tried to put out as many projects as I could. Uh, a lot of people I noticed, and it could be me overthinking as a Virgo, uh, <laughs> people would be like, why can't I listen to this? I can't find it. You know what? Hit the homie. Hey, can we put this on Spotify? We'll split the funds, make a little quarantine bag. Like, oh, yeah, easy. Boom, it could be up next week. I started re-releasing stuff and putting stuff out because like two people would tweet the same thing in an hour and I'd be like, you know what, there's probably a bunch of people that feel like that. And I can see that it's getting around to that time. You know what I mean? Like now they going back looking for my, my mixtape from 2011. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's starting to get rough. So I need to give out more content or yeah. I need to start doing something and interact with people. Cause like, yeah, shit, I done went through it's 2020. I done went through nine years of your mixtapes, bro. Like, like what, 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 what you doing on your page today? You know yeah, what I mean? And exactly. I can see a lot of that in a lot of people's page. That's why it was amazing that Tory Lanez did the quarantine radio thing. Cause like just from the comments of people, you can tell that it was like surviving off of that. You know what I mean? Like this is saving me right now. I didn't watch That's real that shit, quick. man. My Hulu account is expired. Like this shit is saving me, bro. There's yeah. nothing to see on TV right now. I don't watch everything. It didn't help that Netflix and them was like pushing all this quarantine shit, you know? They got all these virus movies and all this. So now of you course. sit in the crib looking around over your shoulder like, oh God, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. shit is helpful. So, yes, I think the responsibility as an artist, I'm supposed to entertain people, you know? They put their money into me. They stream my music. They request uh, they request my presence and give me their time and their attention when I go to events. Like, yeah, I'm supposed to entertain them, you know? And and that that helps me also. That keeps me fresh, keeps me sane. Right. Uh, it gives me an outlet to continue to express myself and to create and to show people my work. I was trying to get it right in time. Uh, unfortunately, but also kind of reluctantly, fortunately, I think we may be in quarantine for a little longer. So I was working on a quarantine project. It's called Coronado. It's like just lightly based on being in quarantine you know i just touched yeah. a couple elements that people are probably thinking about or going through. i was trying to put that out during all of this but i'm still gonna do it it's almost done 
I just feel like I might have ran out of time a little bit. Like, hopefully we'll be outside soon. But I I tried to step up to that responsibility and provide people as much uh, alternate reality as possible. That's dope. Like, yo, one of the ways, one of the ways I definitely see it, man, and I definitely feel this about you as well, is like, so the thing that you do, like, fundamentally, right, like that, that you give to the audience is an interpretation of the source, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, of you get inspiration, it comes through you, you put it out. So you're interpreting that for us. You're like right. a fucking, you're like a fucking astronaut. Like not, not <laughs> all cool, of us, <laughs> not all of us can go to like, we can't all get in the fucking spaceship, but we need to know that the person that's going out there is somebody that we can trust. So when they come back, they can tell us like, yo, this is what it's like. This is what, what, right. and so artists, I feel like, a lot of the times that's the responsibility that we have the most in that not everybody has the time to sit here and go, how do I feel today? Like, you know what I mean? Like right. for right. Uh, right. for most artists, you can't turn it off. So the exchange in being able to live a life where you're so insightful is that you trade that information with the people who need it. And that's what you do when you put out your music. That's dope, man. Uh, that's actually a lot of what I try to do. Like, I try to speak for people who can't say something or... Yeah. Um, to go along similar to what you were just saying, there's a lot of people also who feel like, man, don't nobody give a fuck how I feel. And then you'll come out with a sentiment yeah. or you'll come out with some emotion and it's like, yo, I feel like that, man. Like, nobody feel me when I say yeah. that. So, yeah. So many people have hit me up saying, and it'll be on the random song too, the most random song. They'll go like, man, yo, like, like, this is my life. And no one, no one feels me when I voice this. Like, thank you for making this song. Like, this is literally my life. This is how I feel. Like you said, I just be at the crib. Like, man, how do I feel today? And I try to do that as much as It's your job. That's literally I, I your job. I steer away from, it's cool anybody that does it, but I steer it away from trying to be overly lyrical or trying to, like, look at my wordplay, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a different aspect of lifestyle music that's not touched on. And like you said, I sit around and how do I feel? Somebody's probably feeling like that, or these are feelings that I just want to get off real quick. And for someone, they might not even be, they can't even relate to it. They're just like, man, that is so real. Like, I never knew I could feel like that even, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like it's like you go to, um, say you go to like an art gallery, right? And I know this has happened for me. Like, I'm not like a true art connoisseur in the way that I know every word or I know every interpretation, but I can look at something and go like, damn, I can feel that shit in my chest, or I don't feel it, or it makes me angry, or or whatever. The thing that artists have is the ability to do that exact same thing, but then articulate it. Like, in a way, like you said, where you can go like, oh shit, yeah, that's how I feel. I didn't know that's how I feel mm-hmm. until you said that shit, and yeah, you put the words to it. And to me, that's a fucking necessary job, dude. Can you imagine if we woke up tomorrow... And everyone who did that was just gone. You yeah, I, like how horrible the world would be. The world would be horrible. I actually think about that a lot. Like, I, I, there's so much stuff that I don't do without the radio on, or there's so many places I won't go if there's not. You know, like I, I, yeah. I always have music playing 
And yeah. the only circumstances where I feel like it's weird to have music playing is when you're eating. Like, for whatever <laughs> reason, that's weird yeah. to me. You know, I'd be at the restaurant, and they'll be playing, like, Tony Braxton. And I'm like, dude, I'm not sad. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should start making, like, food soundtracks. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I totally agree with that, because I've actually thought about that before. Like, just, like, sober, too. Like, I've just been like, wow, what would what would be the expression because a lot of people cannot relate to art. A lot of people right. don't have the eye for photos. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, anybody can relate to music. That's why there's so much of it. So what would yeah. happen if there was no music? Like, it, it'd be so painful. It'd be it would weird. be painful. It would. I, I think I a think, lot of people would be frustrated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, how many times have you just escaped into a song? Like, not even your own music. Just like, yo, I'm mad. Boom, I put on this song. That's my mad song. Or that's my sad song. That's my get over a girl song. Like, what if you had no no tools? Don't let no one get you down by war. I literally, like, one one day I listened to that on repeat for almost an hour. I was going through it so bad. And, like, like, I feel everything you're saying. Yeah, I would have (laughs) emotionally without that song that day. Yeah, man. And it's like, you know, when we brought... This podcast was off for... Almost a year and a half, dude. And when we brought it back, because we were like, yo, there's people like yourself, a lot of our friends where we're like, yo, people need to understand that, like, yo, some of the thoughts you're having, it's okay. And here's some people who process those thoughts really well and can give you an an outlet. And then that made me think like, yo, this podcast is it has a whole new meaning now, right? Like, especially right Right. now, because people need to to know one, like, cool, my favorite artists, they're cool. They're, they're, they're all right. They're handling this, or maybe they're not handling it. And I don't feel alone Mm -hmm. anymore because they're not handling it. Right. Like whatever it is, it needs to come out. Right. As a fellow emotional person, uh, it's, it's so easy to misunderstand that you're alone and it's even easier to create misunderstanding that don't Ooh. exist. You know what I mean? Like, it, that shit is super easy. And so, especially to being an artist or being any person in a position where, because, like, you talk to a lot of people, you do interviews, so you might not feel like it's okay to get one off real quick on Twitter, you know? Right, right. Like, I just need to vent real fast or... Right. A lot of people feel like in the position that they're looked at, not even the position they're actually in, just how people see them. Can't nobody see me sad because yeah. then they'll either, you know, they'll heckle me or, you know, I'll lose credibility if I'm sad. But in all honesty, though, like uh, a very, very, very good friend of mine from Sacramento told me this one time, shout out to C plus. He said, uh, especially as men, we should seek therapy. You know, not necessarily if you can't afford it, therapy and other people, Right. you know, right. it's super important for you to just like talk to somebody real quick because a, somebody might feel exactly the same as you. Y'all both thought y'all was lonely. Now y'all both can get it off. Yeah. B, somebody might not know that you felt like that. You know, like I get told all the time, like, damn, I didn't know you were going through anything. You, you, you're always happy. You're so strong. You know what I mean? I get right. told that all the time. I'd be like, nah, bro, I'm like barely holding it together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's super important that people reach out or not even reach out necessarily. Like you said, you got a platform. It's super important that you voice what you're going through, especially if it's not offensive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're literally just like, yo, I just want to 
get some shit off my chest real quick. You know, if y'all not feeling it, it's cool. There will probably be so many people in the stream or so many people, like, in your following, so many of your friends, your own family, they might hit you up and be like, yo, man, like, I've been feeling like that too. Like, I just, nobody ever really wants to come forward and say they're sad, you know? That's why we need the astronauts. Right. And that's why we need you astronauts. The people that are, the people that are willing to say they're sad, they get labeled like seeking attention. So like you said, yeah, uh, me as a vessel, like I, I have to receive attention. So I'll yep. talk about being sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll, and because of the way you're built just internally, you're able to take what comes with that. Right. Cause that's the thing, right? right? Again, like there's, I think the last astronauts that went up were in their late fifties like that's it's yeah. not like it it isn't it doesn't it's not like everybody can do it. Certain people have these certain things that we need to exist. Otherwise, we don't know what the moon looks like, or we don't know right. if it's really there, or if we just have questions where artists can bring answers. You know, right? Or even to be, uh, I guess, what would they call this? Fake woke <laughs> to be? Woke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Outer space was for government exploration. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever really explored internal space. You know what I mean? And so right, that's what music right. and art and and even movies and media, like that's what it's for. You know what I mean? There are a lot of people, I use this analogy a lot. There's a lot of people playing the game and they'll go into a dungeon right now, extremely underleveled. You know, like they'll go into a level 50 dungeon right now at level five and they are ready to complete the raid. And there's other people who like they'll just they'll just watch Twitch less plays of the gameplay. You know what I mean? Like they won't go out there and play. It's free to play game. They won't sign up and do it. So there's a lot of people, like you said, that are detrimental to the exploration of this internal space. Because like you go outside and you project yourself in any way. You know what I mean? If you're a barista yeah. and you're like day to day taking people's money or making people's coffee. Like, you got to worry about somebody possibly thinking you're going to spit in their food for no reason. You know, you never thought about that day in your life. Yeah. And it's like, dude heckling you. He had a bad day. He pressing you or whatever the case may be. There's so many different situations where people present themselves outside in daily, day-to-day life, you know? And like, yeah, uh, I don't I don't feel like there is a official guide for living life, you know? Right. You kind of just pick stuff up along the way. There's a, there's a lot of rappers that are famous. They, they'll tell you stuff like, oh, I learned English watching YouTube videos, stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's no official guide. Like, there, there are astronauts in this internal space. Like, nobody knows about outside. You know? Yeah. Nobody yeah. fucking knows about outside. And so anyone that's projecting a message or anybody that's telling you, like, yo, this is what it was like outside, I yep. always appreciate anybody who's brave to go outside. And me too. I, man. I appreciate it when people uh, label me as uh, outsider. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I still think I'm. I still think I'm. I'm holding myself back in some aspects. I've been working. <laughs> How so? How so? Like, what do you think? Uh, I think I need to be outside more, and I've been working on just taking more creative leaps. You know, gotcha. a lot. Uh, a YouTube ad got me thinking one day. I can't remember the lady's name, but she said that the best advice she ever got was that the best ideas or your best creations are the ones you laugh at and like that just like sat with me for too long because i always just be in the living room like i'm gonna do this or someone should do this 
what if this was a thing? And it'd be tangible stuff, you know what I mean? Compared to some of the things that I feel like I'll work on for longer, I might overdo or like yeah. put too much work on, you know? I, I just think I need to probably just go for it more. I'm always thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, cool, but uh, sometimes spur the moment actions are like just the ones that work the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's sometimes like, the purest, rawest moment is like the, the, the most golden thing you could get. Yeah. I, I always feel like there's, there's something about, there's something more authentic about people who say like, like say like people who go and they release um, video online and they don't watch it themselves. They just record it and put it up. There's something right. super dope about that. You know what I mean? Like just the, right. the comfortableness with the ability to sit with yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right, right. whether you're flawed or not, like fuck it. Exactly. This is what and it is. Where stuff like uh, when somebody you find out years later somebody was doing something. There's no footage of it, you know? Right. Like, we found out years later because of a Twitter outburst. Like, somebody pressed Ashton Kusher, and we found out, like, five years later, like, for five years, I've been tracking down sex trafficked children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. amazing. It's like, oh, you got hurt. Like, wow. Like, I love stuff like that because, and then, like you said, it's just some so often, something so inauthentic to me about people like filming themselves in backpack drives and whatnot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel if, you. If you get caught on footage, it's cool. Like, I was out at the protest in Sack like three or four days. People kept trying to take pictures with me, of me. Like, one dude was like, let me get you holding the water. Like, bro, I'm not here for that. And I didn't look for any. Nobody sent me none. I'm super glad that there's no photos or no video of me out there doing that. Because that's not what I did there. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I did not go out there for that. And so every time I was outside, someone saw me and they were like, yo, nah, bro, don't feel me. Do not feel me passing out water. That's stupid. I'm here to pass out water. I'm not here to be filmed passing out water. That is stupid. <laughs> yeah. What What do you feel like, um, from your observations, what do you feel like is coming next? What are our three, if you had to just throw it out there, what do the next three months look like? Um... Everything's going to go back to normal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, once, especially once people start going back outside, like, uh, all of the, uh, we're for sure going to be a little bit more unified. I don't think it'd be too many more, uh, discriminatory situations, except for the obvious people. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. like obvious people out there going hard right now for, uh, anti equality. And that's weird to me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be normal and it's, actually saddening you know what i mean like the only thing that's going to change is like it's kind of i feel personally that there's going to be this perspective once we get back outside of i can't fuck you up because that's looked down upon right as opposed to it being like authentic as yeah as opposed yeah. to people like you know what we should be peaceful now it's not going to be like that it's going to be you know what if niggas wasn't peaceful in the quarantine i'll fuck you up right now yeah, I got And, you. like, all the content, all the media, all the movies, all the music, it's going to be violence and, and, and just weird perpetuation of chaos again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people who reappreciate being outside and reappreciate values of life, but it's going to be regular. You know what I mean? Like, they tore L.A. apart when they beat Rodney King up, and then it was regular for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. going to be regular for 30 years. This was our renaissance. 
so to speak. You know, I felt like this was like our baby civil rights movement. And that was another reason why I wanted to be a part of it. Because, like, this is our civil rights movement, you know. And unfortunately, history repeats itself. So it's going to be fine for two months. And it's going to be normal for 10 years. And then it's going to happen again because it's just life, you know. Yeah. Like, not spiteful or negative in my statement at all. It's just as an observer so far, I'm going to be 30 in two months. It's going to be the same. And it's, it's going to be semi-peaceful for two years. And then, like, there might be, like, some weird outburst somewhere. You know what I mean? A shooting or, like, some type of a riot. And then, like, it's just going to slowly increase back to chaos. Too many people are frustrated with not enough ways to voice their frustration for it to remain peaceful. You know, yeah. outside of the perpetuation that's going on, because I still want somebody to talk about the fact that Bernie Sanders got blackballed out of the damn race because of quarantine. No one wants to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, want yeah. somebody to talk about that. He, man, that dude been trying to be president so hard. <laughs> I feel so bad for him, man. They doing him so wrong. And then the DNC lawsuits, nobody was talking about that. All the lawyers and the uh, public defenders came up dead and missing. Nobody's talking, man. <laughs> what do you what do you think has to and I know this is a tough question, but it's what is with the with the level of policing that goes in our nation, like what what is the the solution to the policing problem? Because there's obviously something broken, right? Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't work. Make people mad, man. My answer is really gonna irritate people. Uh, well, you're probably on the right place for that. If anybody's ever read the 48 Laws of Power, it states that you're not supposed to express that you know more than your master. Yeah. Or your teacher. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, I, unfortunately, have a disadvantage over a lot of people because when I was, like, five or six years old, my dad told me straight up what was going on. You know, like, I saw the Rodney King situation on tape. I was like, what's going on? Are they beating him up because he's black? And then yeah. that was when I got the full conversation. I never got the birds and the bees. I got uh, I got crackers and the coons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, my dad started telling me stuff like, you know, people are going to try to do this, that, and the third to you because you're black, and there ain't shit you can do about it. And he looked at me with a stone-cold face when he told me that. You know, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, people will try to kill you, rob you, hurt you, uh, frame you, blame you. Uh, People will take opportunities from you. Uh, you apply for a job. They'll throw your application in the trash can because your skin color. And there's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. But continue to grow and try to be the man that I'm raising you to be. That's what my dad told me. So in order to deal with policing, unfortunately, we're going to have to play uh, timid. You know, you can't I, you can't be passive aggressive. Uh, and, and I, I can go into detail on that because I'm not blaming nobody that's ever been in the situation. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, yeah. there's video of people cursing police out because they get pulled over for a traffic stop. And they got their gun drawn on them. And uh, I, I feel for you when you spaz out on a cop like that, you know, because a lot of people's fight or flight kicks in differently. However, based off the teachings of my father and the successes that I've had being pulled over by the police, I have never had a driver's license. They are. All, I just got pulled over three days ago, and I tried to take it so I could like post it online for people just for insight. You know, like this how I deal with the police. Maybe it'll help you out. And uh, you just have to just yes, sir, no, sir. 
uh, it's never been out of spite and it's never been on purpose. But I feel like the way that I deal with the police it makes me feel bad because two days ago I was speeding. He pulled me over. I threw my hands in the sky. You know what I mean? Like he didn't even get out of the car yet. I threw my hands in the sky. He walked up to the window. I said, sir, I'm going to reach and roll the window down. He said, that's fine. I rolled the window down. He said, you were speeding. You were going 104. Uh, you got license and registration. Sir, I'm going to reach for my passport. It's in my pocket. He replied to me like, yeah, that, if that's where it's at, like, I, I just don't want to get shot. You know what I mean? And I literally deal with the police like this every time. No lie. There was a situation that me and my cousin had. We were on our way to Oregon to do a concert. Got pulled over by the police out there. Uh, they were asking me straight up, like, why are you so nervous? I was like, sir, I'm 15 hours away from my house. There's nobody I could call that can get me if you tow my car. I don't have a license, but I can't be stopped from working and taking care of my family because of a piece of paper. I'm an independent employee. Like, I don't want to go to jail, man, or get shot at because y'all think I got weed in the car. You know, I just kept it solid with him. And then the other cop, his assistant, he ended up talking to us about Evanescence. Like, it's like, you guys listen to rock music? Like, yeah, dude, like, we, we ended up actually having a great conversation with the cop on the side about Evanescence. His backup pulls up five cars deep. He waves them down. He's like, nah, they're good. They're good. Like, literally, I watched him. He's not nah, good. He's like, all right, so be real with me. You guys don't have any weed in the car? I'm like, dude, there's weed in this can in a doobie from 12 hours ago when we were still in California at the gas station. Let me go. No ticket, nothing. Let me go. And I'm not flexing. I'm not telling nobody anything other than, like, sometimes you just got to, like, bow down. You know what I mean? Uh, it is definitely okay to stand your ground or to defend your life, but I just always was taught them damn police ain't playing, man. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. you'll catch one. I've always been a person of understanding. That's another thing that it's going to take just to heal the world, period. A lot of people don't want to understand, you know? And I understand why they don't want to understand. Some people are so frustrated. Like, nah, this is how I feel. I don't want to hear no other perspective. I don't want nobody talking me out of this. This is how I feel. I'm to this point now. I greatly feel for that. But with them police, they get like that too. You know what I'm saying? And you have to imagine that you're not the first person to get pulled over by a cop that day. And none of this is to be in favor of the cops. You know what I mean? However, my uncle is a very wise man. And he did say, it's not fuck the police. Because if it's fuck them, who's going to stop somebody from running in my house and shooting me up or robbing all of my personal belongings? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, just in in conscious society, period, the only thing that stops anybody from running into a household full of people and slitting everyone's throat is a piece of paper and a place with bars in it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's all just conscious thought, period. So you just have to keep all of that into perspective that that dude don't care. He's a lawman now. You know what I mean? I got to say whatever he wants to hear so he won't fuck me up because all I was doing was speeding. He could be irritated. He could be angry. Somebody else probably gave him an issue. Uh, real white privilege probably was thrown in his face. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people who are, there's so many people who are the who, and we don't know that. And they do regular shit in a, in a, in a Lamborghini. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many people, my dad's the mayor, and you know, you'll never work in this town again. It's some real shit. You know what I mean? Like, there is real white privilege in life. And that's another reason why we can't just throw that word at anybody who's not black. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if your dad ain't elbows with Goldman Sachs, you're not white privilege, period. You know what I mean? Like, you're just another person 
outside living life. But sorry for the trail off. Uh, shit like that has to be taken into consideration with dealing with police. You know, their motherfuckers have to go outside every day by choice and deal with other people. Some of those people are crazy. Some of those people are violent. Some of those people are just flat out shady. No telling how he's going to convert that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could just randomly be the one that he spazzes out on that day. So when that nigga hops out the car, my hands are in the sky. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. I'm going to reach for this, sir. Here's this, sir, 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 sir. Like, is, there, passive. is there an anger element to it for the, the re- for it to even be a necessity to you to have to do that? Are you angry about it? No, I'm not angry at all. I'm scared, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? It's true fear. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, somebody crying or shaking in the corner are elements of fear applied by, like, media or perspective of horror. You know what I mean? Actual yeah. fear, survival, flight or flight, fight or flight, that's what it looks like, you know? Are you going to run in the corner and cower or are you going to immediately be prepared for whatever aspect of the equation is thrown at you? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't something I practice. It's just subconscious. When those lights come on, I'm, yes, sir. No, sir. I'm going to reach for my identification if that's okay, sir. You have any warrants? I don't have any warrants, sir. You know what I mean? I, I feel like, honestly, it's a testament to them letting them know, look, I know what's going on outside, and I ain't trying to have any problems with nobody, man. You know what I yeah. mean? And, like, I did all this with my gold teeth in two days ago. Yes, yeah. sir. No, sir. Where are you going? I'm on my way to a studio session, sir. I'm a recording artist. I can park the car right now. Somebody will get it. I'll lift the rest of the way. It's a couple blocks down. You know what yeah. I mean? You just got to... Some people may even call it passive aggressive, you know what I mean? But like, I'm just trying to put a spearhead into the situation, a fork in the road, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's there's any way this can go, well, I'm gonna give you another path to choose. Like, where I, you, it, it, where you at with like the idea of like, like, and I yeah, I'm that shit is deep, man. Like, I'm I'm really taking that shit in. Like, um, is it? For you, are you when you're in that situation? Because I hadn't, I hadn't heard it put quite that way. Where you said it actually is—that's real life survival, flight or flight. You know what I mean? Because it's just a switch that clicks. So it's just like if you're not into the gang culture, you wouldn't know about being pressed. You know what I mean? Right. And in a situation where you got on a red t-shirt or you got on some red shoes and you in a neighborhood and some like three dudes will walk up to you extra shady. You know what I mean? Like some people have never even been just like randomly looted or robbed, you know? So if you're not from a gang situation and you walk into a neighborhood with a red t-shirt on and three guys walk up on you and they like, 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 Hey, you know what I mean? That's the same thing as with the police. You know what I mean? Especially if you're seeing what's going on in the news. And there's a lot of video footage mm-hmm. where it's super hard to make a comment because it's just how the news has the clip set up, you know? Not even the person who recorded it, like the media will get a hold of it and twist it and tweak it. And like I said, I'm not blaming anybody for anything, but that's just how I see it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I go into a crip neighborhood right now with red shoes on, it's going to have to be fight or flight probably, you know? Like somebody's going to walk up and push that line. And the police are just like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's nowhere I can go, like being entirely honest with no spite or no hate. That's just life. 
there's nowhere I can go right now, even with my daughter on my shoulder, without being side-eyed or double-checked when I walk into the store, and especially because of my hair, you know what I mean? My hair or my teeth, and, like, that's crazy to me because a lot of people, they'll try to overprice my teeth, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. God, what? how much was that? $100,000? So, you know, that let me know, like, oh, okay, yeah, my teeth look nice. Okay, I'm doing good for myself. Then I'll go into the Walmart in my nice teeth, and they're on the walkie-talkie, and it's like, yo, that dude thought I had $100,000 teeth on. Man, that's offensive. There's nothing in here that I yeah. can steal if if that was my pocket price. You know what I mean? Like, right, that's right, offensive. Right, right. Dog, this dude thought I was Jeezy outside. Like, that's offensive. Especially, I got my baby in the stroller. They're looking in the stroller. And so I'm discriminated against all the time. Yeah. When the police pull me over, they're going to do the same thing, but they're the lawman. So that motherfucker's going to grab a gun. He's going to insinuate things because they do that, too. Sometimes they try to press me when I keep my cool, you know? I'll be like, hey, how's it going, officer? Uh, you know, I pulled you over. No, sir, I do not. It smells like weed in here. No, it does not, sir. There's no weed in here, you know? And that's no lie. I drive with no license, so I typically don't really be smoking when I'm driving. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very, I'm yeah. very precautious, especially after my baby. I'm super precautious. That's just how I was raised. And, two, like, I know what's going on, you know? I know that I ain't got no license. So if they pull me over and they smell weed, that's just double bad. You know what I mean? Like, I know I ain't got no license. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend or front. I know I don't have a license. It's suspended. Just, just stuff like that. And another thing that a lot of people try to attack me for when I bring this up, uh, especially in regard to the police, is that you are responsible for your survival. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you join a gang, it's agreed amongst everybody in the gang. Like, we are this gang. If we see our opposition, we're going to attack. If you are from this gang, you are family. We are going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. well, it's the same thing for yourself outside in the real world if you're not from a gang. Your gang is your last name or your existence. You know what I'm saying? And if yeah. you know that the police are shooting motherfuckers, then you are responsible for surviving. So it doesn't make you a bitch or anything to cower your fucking head and pray that this motherfucker lets you go home to your family because that's survival. You know what I'm saying? You're responsible for fucking existing. And a lot of people want to walk around in America with that, oh, I'm American shit. I'm black, motherfucker. I can't do that at all. I've never celebrated the 4th of July for America. I celebrate that shit for ribs and fireworks. You know what I'm saying? I can't walk around the streets talking about, I'm American. I deserve I rights. Nobody's going to fucking protect you. You being American is a statement. You know what I'm saying? That's some shit on paper. That doesn't really mean shit in real life amongst outside energy. The only thing that stops anybody from blowing your fucking brains out is a fucking piece of paper that says that you'll be put somewhere if you do that. If you do these things, we're going to put you in there, and then 12 people are going to tell whether or not you should be in there. You know what I mean? Like, the system doesn't really strike much fear in people who believe in chaos. That's why they do it. So you are responsible for surviving. You know what I'm saying? I choose yeah. not to go outside and hurt people because that's just not who I am. No one ever had to tell me not to kill my mom. You know what I mean? That's just not who I am. It never developed in me. But there are people who you'll have to sit them down in an asylum somewhere and tell them you can't hurt your mom. You know what I mean? So all of that shit applies to everything in life. There are police out there in that mode. There's police out there who believe in chaos. 
There are literally people who become the police so that they can wreak havoc. You know what I'm saying? That's personally my opinion of the George Floyd situation. I don't think it was racism. Them people worked together years back before that dude became the cops. Can you imagine what happened right now? Let's say I'm beefing with a little punk. And, like, this is just an example. Yeah. No shade or nothing, you know. Let's say I'm beefing with a little punk. I'm beefing with somebody from his camp. They become the cops. What the fuck am I going to do now? My ops are the cops. There's nothing I can do. That's why nobody touched 6ix9ine. The FBI is watching this dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was never nothing that he was going to be able to do. Rest his soul. That his his enemy became the police. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. personal vengeance. He probably rolled past that dude's job as much as he could, looking for a reason to do something to him. There is nothing that you can do once the lawman gets on you. So you have to be as you have to show. So I I I feel like the weakness of the police is people showing weakness. You know what I mean? The police don't have any type of attack when you're weak. Everybody that has been attacked by the police, and they were right. I'm not blaming them. But through the police eyes, they were on some, this motherfucker's trying to defend himself, meaning he's trying to attack me. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that just was like, sir, sir, sir. They gave they they heckled him, tried to press him and 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 tried to take him out their cool. And if they couldn't take him out their cool, then they let it go. Yeah. You know, anybody that went fight or flight, and like I said, they're not wrong for that. That's human nature. If somebody walk up to you with a gun right now, you're either going to cower in fear, attack, or run for defense. You know what I'm saying? There's literally only so much that you're going to do, just boom, off adrenaline. So nobody was wrong for whoa. I didn't do nothing wrong. You're trying to kill me. But the police, because they're so crooked, because they're so weird, because they're so hungry for power, that that's insinuation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you think so you think you can buck up to me? Maybe I will kill you then. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. so oh, so now you're instigating. Okay, so then what are you going to do if I do fuck you up? I'm the police. You know what I mean? It starts to become super confrontational because the person is literally just going into fight or flight. A lot of times people will try to argue the situation. Oh, he was being, uh, he was being, he was being resistant. He wasn't being resistant. He was freaking the fuck out. Seven police on him for, for jaywalking. They all got fucking assault rifles pointed at his head. I probably would have freaked the fuck out the same way. You yeah. know what I mean? I got jumped by like 11 fucking people uh, at a San Diego show. Fortunately, my fight or flight was to just hit a wall and start swinging. Yeah. But I'm not mad at anybody that would have, like, took off running or, you know what I mean? I eventually had to take off running because it's just like, this isn't going to work. But that's just how people react to things. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't judge that situation at all. You know what I mean? There's literally nothing that anybody can say when these situations go off. And and that's why I say I'm not blaming nobody for nothing. I'm just saying my perspective, my experiences, what I do, I just be like, look, man, and try to give them as much intelligence and as much cooperation as they as they need. You know what I mean? Because even when you cooperate from the gate, they start to press your cool. They start to assume you got stuff in the car. They start to say little tiny things that like nick people. You know what I mean? Like. 
regardless of you having a badge and all of that, sometimes people just don't realize any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right yeah. now, if a cop socks you in the face, like, you strike me as the type of person, if you get hit in the face, you're going to hit somebody back. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. just natural instinct. No tough right. guy stuff. But it just, whoa. You know what I mean? So, right now, if you're just doing your podcast and a cop just barge in, poof. I feel like you're going to hit him back because you don't yeah. even know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some dude just ambushed you. Your fight or flight kicked in. That's what it was. So some people, they get pulled over. They're in the protocol. They're doing what they need to do. Then the cop makes a weird statement. The situation goes left. And then that's when, oh, wait a minute. You know, there's really no way to control that. Even the government has been trying to, like, discover and understand a way to develop human character. You know what I mean? There's nothing right. you can do about that. If I feel threatened, one of these three things is my reaction. There's nothing anybody can do about that. That shit is like human. It's chemical reaction of the brain. Yeah. But I just be trying as hard as I can to just, hey, man, because the, the like they'll, they'll use that against you. Immediately, they will use that against you. Every time I've ever seen someone, quote, unquote, a, a resisting, I can easily argue and say that was fight or flight. He wasn't resisting. His brain told him he was in danger, and he right. started freaking the fuck out for his life. Computers right. do the same thing. Right. Do you do you think that, man? Yo, first of all, first, dude, thank you for sharing that perspective. Like, that's a super dope perspective, and it's like I just be trying to, like I said, man. It's they say there's two sides to every story, but there's actually three. And neutrality is the side. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this. When people get, like you you said that there's people that will get mad at, at your statements. What do, when people get mad at Chewy, what are they saying? Like, what what do people get mad at you for? Um, what have, you, lot, what not, have you heard? It's not necessarily direct all the time, too. Like, okay, a uh -huh. prime example. Uh, one of the main reasons why, actually, I don't voice my opinion so much is because, uh, so I was trying to explain on Twitter one day that racism didn't exist. And uh, I was trying to tell people, and this is before I even knew about cognition, so I actually was kind of ahead of my time, but I was telling people, like, racism exists because of the belief that it exists. But most people actually go through either aggressive or perpetuated discrimination. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And when I was saying that, people were like, I hear like you. oh, you're, fuck, you're fucking crazy. Like, they just did this, this, this to someone and whooped, wah, wah, wah. And I'm like, that's not racism. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, racism yeah. is the belief of superiority over other races or it's the hate for other races. You know what I mean? And I guess, yes, I'm wrong in a sense, but I've, I've never seen anybody go outside and like fuck someone up because they were black. I've never seen that. Mm. What I have seen is someone who was aggravated and already had predetermined discriminations about somebody look for an argument and then it turned racial. I've never seen nobody go outside and slap the shit out of someone because they were Asian. I've never seen that. What I have seen is people make a derogatory statement about Asians or another race because they were frustrated about some other shit. That's not racism. That's aggravated discrimination. 
You know, yeah. I've never seen someone get kicked out of the Walmart or followed around the Walmart because they were black. I've seen people discriminate towards people and then apply a little bit more watcher on them or a little bit more uh, chaperone over them. But I've never seen them flat out say he's black. Go watch him. I've never yeah. seen that. You know what I mean? And so that's not racism. Back in the day, they chained a dude to the back of a truck. Emmett Till. They chained yeah. him to the back of a truck because he was rumored to have spoken to a white woman. He didn't mm-hmm. even touch her. He said yeah. hi to her allegedly. And they chained him to the back of a truck until he died. That's racism. People used to stand outside of motherfuckers' yards and burn crosses and wear all white and say super crazy things tear people's establishments and homes down. That's racism. You know what I mean? Aggravated discrimination is different. It's still bad. I wasn't taking nothing away from it. It's still bad. But like, yeah, people always try to tell me I'm crazy or they'll argue with me with like weird, non-credible websites. I had another argument during quarantine about uh, 5G cancer. Uh Uh-huh. Because at some point, I just kind of got like comedically fed up with it I seen Carrie Hilson say something, and then like a bunch of celebrities was just going on this 5G rant. And I was like, yo, like, let me research this shit for myself. I started doing research, and like the first hour of research, like, I was like, okay, this is hilarious. So what I did was I asked someone to show me proof of 5G cell uh, towers causing cancer. Nobody showed me that. They showed me other things and other conspiracies involving 5G and then later some other shit. Like, nobody showed me what I asked for and then they kept attacking me with yeah. the shit that they had, you know? They were yeah. like, you're, you're stupid with the link. Or they're like, "Like you don't read. And then, you know what I mean? Like, they started attacking <laughs> me with their differences or with their, uh, with their rebuttal. And like, it, it'd be shit like that. Or my favorite one, uh, this literally retired my public opinion of uh, social matters. Yeah, my favorite one. I don't remember what the social matter was. I believe it may have been Trump's presidency, but for years I got this. But this one made me stop. It was some super political affair, and I voiced my opinion. And motherfucker goes, "You're just a rapper. Shut up and rap." That's my favorite one, and so like. After that, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of people telling me that. I'm just going to quit talking about public affairs. <laughs> That's my favorite one, though. Like, that, that is the best one to give you, like, to end with all of them. Like, that is the greatest one. Is The attack is always, you're just a rapper. And it'd be from some, or, 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 they'll start talking about how you're not popping or your music's not doing anything. You know? Like, they yeah. always attack yeah, yeah. my career. Always. <laughs> It never has anything right. to do with anything. They always like what you just said. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres are accused of having ankle monitors on, being on house arrest for the Epstein flight logs, and be like you're just a rapper. <laughs> All right. Or they'll be like, you're stupid. You don't know anything. I'm like, yo, look, here's the documentation of them having a phone call on Skype, and they'll be like, your music sucks. How about the how about the idea that uh how about the idea that you've been able to make a living off of something that's really hard to do? <laughs> yeah, and then so 
I always feel like I'm being funny. So like I'll go screenshot my last release or like I'll go screenshot yeah. like hella hella projects having hella millions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always the response. <clears throat> now you're trying to validate yourself because you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, man. And they literally be thinking I'm sad. I be trolling as fuck. Like I be in a whip with my girl. Like, look at this, look at this, look at this. I'll be like, look, watch out. Don't get in it. He gonna start talking about how you look. <laughs> That's why your girl is ugly. <laughs> I swear to God, though, if somebody talk about my daughter, it'd be young. Like, I got homies that can find IP addresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. Yo, young. man, what's what is uh what's next for you, like artistically? What should be people people will be looking out for? So I'm going to finalize and figure out the release of my quarantine project. Uh, but my main focuses right now are uh, the follow up. I dropped a project called Nephilim. Uh, and that is probably like my biggest effort to date. It like explains all of my weird ass mysticism. Uh, it's an alternate reality though. Some of it is truthful, but it's an alternate reality. It's a side spinoff. I was doing a project called Dystopia, which I'm gonna finish too. I was doing a project called Dystopia. It's just like current shit going on in the world. Yeah. Nimrod, Nephilim, and the follow up Dio. They all follow what I am doing while all of that is going on. So I've been working on that side trilogy of my five-part album series. Part four and five of my five-part album series are just like in chamber because I just had so many opportunities. Uh, I'm going to try to like take all of this current momentum and really put the effort into that because a lot of people are like hella on me about this dystopia series. So yeah. that's not done. It's not over. I'm, okay. I'm crafting. But I've been working on this three-part side trilogy. Uh, two of it is already out. Nimrod and Nephilim are already out. Dio is coming soon. Then I'm working on the second part of my Imaginary Friends endeavor. Imaginary Friends is me and my cousin, Imaginary Other. He uh -huh. makes all the beats. I do all the raps. It's a, it's more like a psychedelic. Uh, it's a trip pop, loosely punk rock experience. Oh. Like it, it, it's, it's very out there, but our first project was a replacement of a project. It's called The Tip of a Tab. Second part is coming out very, very soon. We're literally like in the mastering phase. Second part is called Stem of a Shroom. The first one was about my first time ever taking acid. Oh, wow. The second one, yeah, the second one is just like my current state of mind and reflection of myself and my life in a mushroom trip. And like <laughs> all of our, yeah. All of our... We had That's a, hard. We had a mixtape that we remastered called uh, Hollow Bastion. Yeah. All of our mixtapes follow Kingdom Hearts theme. All of our albums follow Psychedelic Drug theme. Right, right. So I Hollow remember Bastion the Kingdom Hearts our, thing. Yeah. Yeah, Hollow Bastion was our first tape ever. Like, we jammed hella mushies and did that shit in two days. Like, I wrote everything and he made all the beats in one night. We recorded everything the next day. Uh, that's out right now, fully remastered. We got new tracks on there. We redid it. First time we ever dropped it, it was only on SoundCloud. So not too many people heard about it. That's yeah. fully remastered on everything now. Part two is also in the works as well. It's called Keyblade. <laughs> so like, I just I got. <laughs> Wait, explain the title. On, explain man. the title. Um, without giving away too much, I know you got it's it's a movie. Pretty much, you guys are you're pretty much writing movies at this point. <laughs> But Keyblade is an alternate perspective of I don't do a lot of drugs. I do weed. I do acid sometimes. I've mastered mushrooms. Yeah. That's about it. Uh 
it's an alternate perspective because it's not true. <laughs> Loosely, it's an alternate perspective of me on cocaine. Like yeah. it's like me me taking a line. But it's just it's just another it's just a loose drug reference using a Kingdom Hearts reference. That's it. Like right. most people would snort cocaine off of their house key. You know? Right. Like it's just some it's just some adult anime weirdo nerd shit, you know? Literally. Like we rap about psychedelic drugs. Our mixtape was Hollow Bastion because it was a really dark place. Keyblade is just like some wild shit. Like it's it's like Sora took a line off of Keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be um I'm throwing this out there already. Uh we're gonna be doing a episode on uh psychedelics pretty soon um we're gonna have uh, some scientists on so i'm gonna have you come in and sit in on that because you need to be in on that you know Um, what i want to invite my cousin too because like i think he'll greatly appreciate that shit and i think you'll appreciate his art uh you should definitely check out imaginary other when you have some time he's been making a lot of noise and beats i will everybody check that out dude thank you so much for doing this man um Bro, please come pleasure, back, man. Thank you. Please come back anytime you have anything, bro. Honestly, um, I'm, word, I'm word. looking. I'm looking to put another 300 episodes on the board. So stop by anytime, man. Let's go. I'm down. Shit, I'll even co-host some shit with you. Hell dude. yeah, hell yeah, How yo, guys, follow everything that Chewy's doing. Um, if you're this is your first time listening, you can catch this anywhere podcast are found including IGTV and YouTube. Some of you guys have figured out that you can get into the little VIP backdoor and watch it live recording where this is actually streaming live right now and then it'll go oh, down nice. for one day and then tomorrow it'll be on all the platforms. So go check that out if you want to see the video version go over to platformcollection.com um right now. And uh you're going to love it. Support Chewy. Dude, thank you so much, man. Please come back Yo, again. Thank you, man. Definitely, um, definitely, bro. And, st- and stay safe and try to keep us updated on whatever's going on with you. Likewise, G. Keep it COVID-free. <laughs> thank you, bro. I'll see All you right, soon. Bro. Peace, man. Yo, that was uh that was the homie Chewy, man. Um uh yeah. Oh. There we go. Um Dude, Chewy is an amazing artist. You guys know about him now. If you didn't know about him before, go check out all his music. Again, if this is your first time tuning in, platformcollection.com is where you find us. Please support the artists like our friend Chewy, uh, who are out there fighting the good fight, as I like to say. Fighting the hell of a fight. Um, He's a psychonaut, right? Definitely. Punk rocker. Chewie's one of the most punk people I know. Um, him and probably like satire. This punk rock as a motherfucker. I love people with original concepts, original ideas. We need all the perspectives, man. It disappoints me that Chewie's saying people get upset at him for having different perspectives. What, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? We need all the perspectives we can get. How else are we going to figure out this issue, all these issues that we're in, man? Um, please, please embrace the different. This is platformcollection.com. We are the strange ones, right? So follow us. Um, keep checking out uh, platformcollection.com every day, pretty much. There's, I'm about to go, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm about to go. Uh, look over some of the writings that uh, our writers have done and reviews. 
and post them up. Brand new music come in on platformcollection.com right now. Videos, music, all that good stuff. Also, if you didn't know this, we have like a whole network over at IGTV um, with tons of shows. Uh, we got Talking Shop, Chop, as in C-H-O-P. Excuse the lisp, but it is what it is. Um, but that's with Gene Flo. Uh, we got Poetic Justice with Melly, who is actually the editor at editor uh, for PlatformCollection.com. Um, and we have uh, PTV, Platform TV, with uh, Parker Edison. Who congratulations to Parker Edison, one of our staff members, uh, won another hip hop award in San Diego. So that's super awesome. That's the second time he's he's won. So. I think that's really dope. Make sure um, that you guys check in with Parker Edison. Parker Edison is that dude. He's a uh, he's an amazing artist. I, I'm just super proud of my bro for for winning that. Congratulations to you, Parker. Also, check out uh, uh, what else do we got on there? We got Mac in My Day with Mike Mackey. Seven Octobers has an amazing uh, cinema show. She's a um, a horror fan. So she breaks down horror movies. You've got to check that shit out. It's all at IGTV. Go there right now. Um, all of our staff. Yazzie's doing a show over there where she's interviewing people on the creative process, which is giving a ton of value to artists. So she's going to start interviewing a lot of the people, um, even that have come on this show, just for quick, short interviews on their creative process and uh, help you get some insight on that. So. Go do that. Platformcollection.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, IGTV, subscribe, like. That shit really helps, man. Uh, I, I'm with Chewy on that, by the way. Um, just stream our stuff. Stream it. Press a like here and there. Uh, if you want to buy something, you can go to platformcollection.com. We did our first drop. Shout out to Tony Alonzo for designing some dope t-shirts and sweatshirts. Go there. It says, I take hip-hop personal across the chest. So if you do, we got the shirt for you. It's always been our catchphrase. So we'll see you guys next time. Man, we got some dope guests coming up. Chase Moore is coming up, producer extraordinaire. Um, and a really good friend of mine, a dude that I miss. I'm going to be super psyched to talk to him. Um, my homie Chesky is coming up. Do the research, guys, before you come and listen. It's going to help. Chesky, Chase Moore. You're going to become fans. And uh, follow Chewy. C-H-U-U-W-3-3. That's the homie Chewy. Um, yeah, man. We'll talk to you guys next time. I'm in it for the I'm long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the hands.